Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Welcome to Living Truthfully, the podcast. With your host, Amani Maranga. And uh, yeah, episode 82 it is, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 82. Imagine that. 82, man. How you doing? How you keeping? Uh, COVID in Akpelekaje. Uh, where are you? Uh, is this lockdown affecting you? Are you? Is it affected financially? Are you affected emotionally? Are you? Um, are you? Or are you alright? Please let me know. <coughs> Excuse me. Please let me know. Send your feedback to Amani Maranga on all social media platforms or Amani Maranga at gmail.com. Yes. Now, now it's time to introduce my guests and. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, do I have a treat for you? Yeah, I know I've addressed the ladies in this show. Listen, I have come to accept that even though my podcast is for guys and um, it's by guys, 50% of my audience is female. So I'm going to acknowledge you today. This is a one-time mistake. You're lucky because I'm in, in a place with good weather. Now, do I have a treat for you? I met this guy maybe an odd uh, 10 years ago. He is an entrepreneur. He is a serial entrepreneur. He's a creative. One of the sharpest cats I've ever met. He's an adventurer. Um, I've, I've seen this guy on a bike. I've seen him on... Uh, H3 hammer, which one day I pulled off the road. Let me just tell you. I saved <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. myself. Yeah, let me just tell you. I've never been so proud to drive a Toyota. Yeah. Because I pulled a hammer on off the road. Well, stuck stuck on a little on a, or just a little climb. I mean a Toyota could have done that easy. Oh you know? my god. <laughs> uh, he's a restaurant uh, uh, he's an all-round good guy. You guys, I'm so honored and privileged to have with me Mr. Roy King Washida. My coffee top darling for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Roy. Hey, what's up, boss? How you doing, bro? I'm easy. It's so good to see you. Yeah, same, same, man. Yeah, hey, I mean, the, it's probably a year since I last saw you. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was at the restaurant, while. trying to, yeah. I really, you know, people steal glasses, uh, <laughs> table mats, and things like that from restaurants. Do you know what I wanted to steal from your restaurant? Yeah, a book. <laughs> a book? If you have taken it? No. No, my kleptomaniac nope. days are over. Dude, there's. I think if there's anything to steal in this world, it's still that a book. I wouldn't have an issue. Mm-hmm. Is a book. Now I went and bought it. But um, hey, oh. I know it was going to suggest somebody else. And, okay. and, a, and a book, the capex for a book is so high. It's not like it's not like for a glass. So anyway, <laughs> no, let me. I just I just did the thought. But Roy, it's so good to have you. And uh, you know, you've been you've been in the limelight of late <coughs> uh, because of a Facebook post that you put out. Yeah. And this was right after the. You know, right after the lockdown, talk to me about that that Facebook post. Though this 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 is about entrepreneurship journey because it's something I, I really want to pick out from you. But let's start from there. I mean, uh, so it was the Friday that the president had decided to uh, was giving us the what is it called? His no, his public address yeah. regarding where we are. Yeah. And then he had just decided to close restaurants for indefinite. Yeah, until further notice. Yeah, only for takeaway and delivery. Yeah. Uh, so the video, the video is actually after me and my guys, me and my operations and finance team, we had met. We're looking over what we have to do, and the crazy thing is what a lot of people don't know even is there's one of our our barrister. Mm-hmm. I just given like. His wife had just given birth yeah. that same week, the, oh, wow. the week before. Okay. So he was so keen to come back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And one of the things that 
was definitely clear that we wouldn't, if we're doing takeaways, wouldn't require like the baristas. Yeah. Because most of our takeaway is food. Yes, it's not coffee. Not drinks, not yeah. drunks, not coffee. Yeah. A lot of guys don't come. Uh, we still serve people like who are in the building takeaway coffee, yeah. but it's not it's not a key selling point because yeah. um, we wouldn't be doing cocktails, wouldn't be doing all that stuff, that kind of thing. So now it was when we had come, talked to the team, and now we were closing, we are done stop taking. It's just winding up, and it was so difficult to wind up. And to wind up knowing that you won't see these guys the next day because indefinite. You, you basically told them they'll have to stay home indefinitely. You don't know when they'll come back. And Dude, it was you, a hard you cried. place to be. You literally yeah. cried. You know, one of the things I admire Every, is, is uh, yeah. how you've always worn your heart on your sleeve. Yeah? The, I mean, mm. that was not out of character for me. It, it, may, it yeah. may have been shocking for other people who, who might not have interacted with you, but I've always found you to wear your heart on your sleeve and to be very honest and real about how, where you are and, and you know, what, what, what you're going through. Um, but you, you cried and you cried for your staff, man. You know, what kind of employer does that, man? You know, dude, when you, when you've gotten, like I was, like I keep on saying, we just got in into rhythm, rhythm, my guy, like as in those ones, it's more about you trying to, you're actually looking for defects. Wow. You know what I mean? Because yeah. between you and your guys, you guys know what you want and everybody's just, that's all they're looking at. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're targeted, our numbers, I mean, uh, like even the number of guys who used to come to the space, even with the COVID restrictions, we were, we're at the maximum capacity COVID could allow us to be oh. on majority of the nights. We had to send people away. Kenyans were actually very shocked when I had to tell them boss we're full house according to the rules yeah. and according to all the seating that I have yeah. and bye, get next time. And uh, so, and then they got used to starting to reserve and to book a place and you being able to know, okay, we have this many guests, we have this and you plan it and your staff, they can, they can be, you have enough staff to cater for all of them. Mm-hmm. without any issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, even if you go and check out Google, one of the things that people talk about always is that I've never, they keep on saying, I've never felt at home somewhere else like I've felt. And that's my stuff. You wow. get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's your people. You get, yeah. It's my people. Like they make people feel at home. Now these same people are the ones, because you see, uh, especially for our waiters, mm. our baristas, they're the ones who interact with a lot of the clients up yeah, front. Because yeah. as for our chefs, people interact with them through the food. Mm. Yeah. So they're behind the scenes. Yeah. So And those are the guys we were keeping. And because we would have to continuously sell the food because the food is the one thing that we could sell. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it's still tough. Like even now when you go and you find a place empty and you're doing deliveries, stuff you get what i'm saying i hear you man uh first i'm gonna ask you to adjust your mic uh the, it's scratching against maybe your shirt or something oh that's that's good they put it on top of my shirt so that it's a lot easier is that better that's better that's much better so if you guys don't know what we're talking about we're talking about a restaurant called cafe kaya it's on viking house and it's on the second floor right yeah, it's on the floor. second floor. It's a beautiful restaurant. It's a wonderful setup. Their food is amazing. And, you know, Roy has meticulously worked hard on not just what you receive on your plate, but the ambience, the space in which you, 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 get, that, you, you get that food. And, of course, um, you know, he's worked on his stuff, as you can tell, just to, and, and people, people say they feel at home. And, and thank you, Roy, for doing that. And I want to thank you because you give a voice to many of us. You give a voice to many of us who, and, and you cried tears for some of us, you know, oh. because our pipeline, my pipeline went down the drain oh. on that same day. And this was yeah. the second time this was happening, you know. Yeah. The first time the, we, we had COVID announced, 
I was at a client's office, you know, discussing sponsorship for some events that I was going to do, some guy events. And, you know, uh, COVID made sure we have no events. And, oh, you know, my, my income goes down by almost 90%. Um, and then now, when you're just starting to figure things out, like you're saying, you're starting to catch a rhythm, uh, you get this other lockdown. But you know what? Here's the thing, and uh, you know, before we move on to the rest of the, the entrepreneurship journey that I want to talk about, <coughs> I I think, you know, he could have given the president could have given some mitigating measures for the situation that we were in to cushion business, and I agree with I agree with that completely. He, he, he you know, it, it they, we needed to have some mitigation, but I actually agree with the stringent you know um measures measures because i at that time when he was making that announcement i was just recovering from COVID. Mm. yeah it was getting everywhere yeah three we had three people in my family at that point uh recovering from COVID, and you would know very well that we lost friends in that in that week as well you know, yeah. that was yeah. the week that you know Lorna passed away. That was the yeah. it was just before that that Winnie Mokami, you know, you know, passed away. Robin Jobu, yeah. who both of us know, yeah. um, I'd I'd lost my friend Roche. Those were four in yeah. the span of two weeks. It was crazy. And so, I I, I can hear your family in the background. It's all right. Uh, let let them have a good time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Roy, let's talk about your entrepreneurship journey. Right right now. You're running a restaurant, Cafe Kaya. Yeah. You're running a co-work space called The Foundry. Yeah. Um, and I think you have, you have three locations for that. Do you still have three locations? No, we don't have three. We have two. Both in Westlands now? Yeah. So both you, in Westlands you close now. the one in uh, Adams, the uh, Woodley. Yeah, we close the one in Woodley yeah. at the start of the first lockdown. Okay. Uh, but before that, I want to talk about the businesses you've done so would, would you would you be so kind to me as to sort of in in however many words you want to do it just enumerate the the entrepreneurship journey that you've gone through yeah it's crazy yeah it's long i think majority of the work starts all the way from when i was studying in south africa mm-hmm. I, um, I, there it started consulting had a company called a business apart uh, a, a business just, apart yeah okay that's a good way yeah so i used to consult like uh front like businesses around our area okay okay, okay. so like uh panarotis pizza trying to get them to drive student sales how to get student sales mine was i was in the student world mm-hmm. i was in i was studying at that time yeah and i had and that's when, like, uh, so you know the company I was working with at that time, which was Instant Grass. Mm. It was just starting. Yeah. So Instant Grass is a trend research Insights. company. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Inside company that, weirdly enough, a friend of mine told me, hey, Royo, these guys are looking for somebody. And I was in second year. Mm-hmm. And they were like, dude, I think you'd be the perfect person to be able to translate a lot of stuff yeah. for them, make them understand Kenya. Yeah. So I'd started all this work. I mean, um, you were one of the first grasses we had, yeah. like in a Patricia Kahoro. Yeah. I mean, we used to do a lot of work for, at that time, Coca-Cola, um, and later on, Safaricom, and some pipeline work that used to come. So yeah. through that, um, I'd also started doing a lot of work uh, for different people, like club management, mm. to events, there, I mean, we used to do events up to like 10,000 people wow. on events for. Uh, um, we used to do events for, because I was in numerous student organizations. I was in radio. There, I was, when I was in uni, me, I decided it was me. I will try and do as much as I can. Yeah. I missed student leadership by like 11 votes. Wow. Like, I was, I was the, anywhere I could be. Yeah. I can just do the life. That's just the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of guys used to call me mayor, 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 mayor. Because <laughs> like, there's no one I didn't know. I mean, take me somewhere in Cape Town, anywhere. I'll know somebody. Yeah. I'll I'll know what they need, uh, and how to service it. So yeah. like that time I used to do. Because I actually got into this 
because when I got into uni, I was staying by myself mm-hmm. in a place that it was really not far, but kind of isolated. Yeah. So I started learning how to use Photoshop Express. Mm-hmm. I mean, Photoshop by myself, Illustrator for myself. So I started building a lot of, uh, creating a lot of posters, graphics for guys who are doing events. Yeah. So through that, they'd always give me car uh, tickets and all that, and I'd pass them on to my friends, get onto VIP lists, and it just keeps on growing. You know what I mean? So yeah. every every week I'd do like four, five, six. After a while, you keep on going to all these events, you pick up what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. You get? Yeah. Because a lot of these guys were just doing it for social status as such, not yeah. really to make it a business. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then eventually when I started doing ours, uh, which a lot of them I focused for East African society, the East African society there. Yeah? Down south, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we started developing that. And then I also joined uh, RAG, which is one of the biggest student associations in the whole world. Mm-hmm. It's actually the biggest one in Africa. So we, we managed to raise, uh, I think, around 1.5 million rand each wow. year. by. And then what we, how we would do that is we would get funding from EABL, from basically South African breweries, all the big guys, but they'd only give us product. Mm. So we had to figure out how how to to change product into money, which is one of the best things I've ever done. Because you do projects that you have to figure out. So you got beer, you got students. How do you convert that in the simplest way that it comes back as cash? And then we would fund Shoko. Shoko is a student health and welfare association. Mm. We, basically, it was the NGO arm of yeah. what we were doing. Yeah. So they would go on to build houses in the slums. Oh, wow. So basically, all this money we were pushing was to be able for them to be able to continuously build houses, build schools, wow. build, you know. Yeah. So it was a really interesting place because you, you're not really, you're not doing things for yourself. Yeah. You're doing you you you're doing it for others, you're but, but, for you're, others. but you're gaining. You're, you're gaining knowledge, you're gaining uh, leadership. Because I mean, imagine, we presented to all the biggest ACB guys who are there, yeah. the biggest Levi's guys, like we presented to the big shots. Yeah. So by the time you get out of uni, I mean, yeah. I've presented to all the people. Yeah, that you're, you're, the, you're the king of the boardroom, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what are you guys talking? You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, your confidence, you, and you also understand, you understand two things, what the customer wants. Yeah the client wants yeah in within doing that and then even for east african society same thing developing it for our people developing making sure that people knew east africa was there uh rwanda so we were rwanda tanzania kenya uh ug um and we made them we ended up making it the biggest biggest student organization in that university majority of everyone in our society was not east african dude we should send you to the african union banana and then we send you to TZ because someone needs to sort out this establishment <laughs> community of ours. But. Yeah, but uh, so with, by doing that, and then I started uh, business apart, yeah. and then also additionally we're doing a lot of work for IG, yeah. and then that's when I, I started thinking of coming back to Kenya. But I also did, I, w- I went on to do some marketing work. Uh, we, I did a campaign in my postgrad that went on to be used by Hyundai. Oh, wow. So Hyundai, not, not Huyendai, as Kenyans say yeah. it, because they were no, my clients it, for it is, it, is a, it is a cow word. <laughs> you see, like now, if you get COVID and you don't treat it well, yeah, Hyundai. You say that. Hyundai. Hyundai. Okay, sorry. Such a bad oh, bad joke. <laughs> Yeah, but I ended up, so uh, the school I went to, Uh I ended up doing a project which was for the 2020, I mean, 2010 World Cup Olympics, which was chosen by Hyundai. And now I got myself a job at one of the most prestigious um, agencies in South Africa, Jupiter Drawing Room, who ended up working for Vintuk Lager, Woolworths, many brands that dude like brands that I, I would have never come close to had it been had it, had I not managed to do all those and then also they went on to still do a lot of the campaigns that we had come up with 
or I had come up with for the World Cup. Even though I wasn't there, so I'd, I'd already come back here. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so, so that's, that your, was, you, that's, that's your start. You start in uni you, mm. you, and just indulging yourself into university life. You're, yeah. you, you, you create all these opportunities for yourself, all this experience for yourself. Mm. Um, mm. Then you come back, you're already connected with Instant Grass. The, at that point, mm. you know, Instant yeah. Grass was also setting up here with our mm. mutual friend. Um, but then you come and you shake things up a bit because you start this thing. Was it? It was about that time you started Roomba, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I came back, the big idea was obviously internet was starting up. Um, I'd noticed that obviously whenever I'd come back, people would always because at that time I had bought myself a camera, so I'd just keep on taking photos when I was here. Since I knew a lot of people, I'd take everybody's photo, then go back to SA Uni, use their Wi-Fi to load things up and then tag everyone. So go through all that rigorous process. Just, and people used to love it. They'd wait for the pictures to show up. But I'd been doing this since when I was 14. I used to go to, when we were young and we were yeah. going to the club and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'd sneak out of my dad's camcorder <laughs> and then go and record. And then I'd have all these mixtapes as such. Wow. Of, Oh, oh, days at Surrey Centre, days at Village yeah, Market, yeah. Uh, picnics. You, all you, this. Are, you are a vlogger before we knew what vlogging was, man. Dude, and I'd make like three, four, five, six tapes. They just circulate all over. And people would just check themselves out. So, I mean, like this whole like social media thing, understanding content, it was there from before. People still had the need. Yeah. So when I came back, I was like, dude, this need is there. And if somebody doesn't satisfy it, um, it'll, it's, it's still always going to be there. Somebody else will. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that's when you came up with Roomba, take photos at, at different places, events, all these things, uh, pitched it to the guys at Safaricom. They liked it. They backed us up. They, now, you are created, we created a website where yeah. we we'll take photos, go everywhere, a lot of events, take photos, videography. Because the, the issue was, at that time, for a lot of the people listening and they, they're wondering, Kwele hawakuwa na simu. Simu zilikuwa zinachapa SG 1.5 megapixel. Hiyo ndio kitu mtu alikuwa anafurahia. 1.5 megapixel. Hata 1, 0.9. Phones yeah. used to be advertised with 0.9 megapixel. Imagine that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now we were coming through with big cameras because we got some sponsorship and then we started playing around with this whole idea of uh, being able to give people content. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and then eventually it started developing into other things, events, um, being able to set up events, being able to go and um, uh, carry out marketing endeavors for these brands that we were dealing with, Red Bull, Safaricom, Philips. And you always had the coolest brands. You know, let me tell you, there's yeah. a day we met and we were both pitching at GSK. Yeah. When I was running 360. Mm. Bro, I saw you walking, I'm like, bus. Biasa <laughs> I can't even remember who got that job. But Yanni, uh, uh, there were very few people yeah. that would give me the jitters if you were pitching against them like you. Yeah. You know? Uh, thank you, thank and, you. And, and, and that's uh, I think my teacher. <laughs> what, my tell that to my boy, my teachers in primary school. Yeah, these these teachers never knew. They, they they don't know. They don't see talent. But yeah. so you did Roomba, and so how did you convert from doing events, you know, being mm. in that event entertainment space, yeah. into start cre to create a co work co work space? Because for me, that that was that was an interesting change. So what happened is before at that time I was a lead photographer. Mm -hmm. So my life at that particular time revolved around me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I had my motorcycle accident. Yes. Where I lost. Yeah. I lost use of my arm. Yeah. And, and I, I, I honestly talk to, about that a little bit, but yeah, thank you for making yeah. reference to it. Yeah. So basically, what happened is, just before I lost my arm mm. or use of my arm. Yeah. I was at that time one of. I used to do a lot of night photography, event photography, as myself yeah. personally. Yeah. Separate from the work we were doing for Roomba because okay. I just I just fell in love with the camera and I just studied I did everything I used to sit up at night like just understanding how to because I was I was not taught to be a photographer yeah you're self-taught but 
Yeah, yeah, self-taught. So, like, just understanding light, especially, you know, shooting in, at, at night, it's mm. a whole different experience. Yeah. Everyone can shoot during the day. Mm. I mean, everyone. Yeah. Shooting at night and making it look beautiful and nice and colorful and being able to go through all that. So I taught myself how to do that. But then, just before the accident, I had just started bringing guys together. Mm. You know, started bringing a project manager together. We were still, like we were a semi-small outfit, if I could say that. Yeah. I had not seen the need of doing that earlier in my life, mm. I guess, because I was so involved in understanding and working and getting things to work yeah. and serving, serving client. Yeah. You get, so yeah, you forget that you need to set up all these many things behind you mm. so that you're ready for the challenge. No, anyway, I was young. I'm like, I was 24 at that time. Mm. So, so it was, uh, in hindsight, there's some things you only learn with time. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to experience it. You have to need you have to need the team for you to set up the team. Uh, yeah. So before that we used to be only we'd only set up the team when you need when you have work. Yeah. But now it's uh, becoming quite obvious that we need a running team. And yeah. so by the time I just had an accident, I think we had a team of of around seven people wow. underneath. Wow. Yeah, and we were just we were starting to just roll roll into some good projects. Yeah, and I just had my accident, mm -hmm. and the projects went on. Oh, without you? Without me? So when you're abroad getting treatment? Yeah, boss, me uh, a whole year. Me, I didn't have anything I was doing sensibly. But the projects are running. Projects were running. My guys were managing. My clients were okay. You know, also part of what happened during the accident was. My clients had to be okay with not not seeing me. Seeing your face, yeah. And that was a really good thing for my team. Uh, they ended up developing themselves because they're not under my limelight or any of those kind of things where you have to talk to the boss or clients always. Sometimes clients always feel like they have to talk to you. Yeah. To, to, get, to get things done yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. But to me, I'm always like, okay, dude, my team is older. It's like by the time I tell you I have a team. Because I have enough confidence that in they them. can execute. Yeah, yeah. But it's like here in Kenya, especially in SA, it was actually very easy to get that across. Yeah. Here in Kenya, I think I think it's the issues of, of our society and being able to trust somebody. Yeah. They take a long time to trust. And and we like access, so we like to know mm. that we can talk to the boss. You know? mm. So. At that point, I was like, what next? So I just, I mean, uh, we used to share an office with brand 2 d Nendo, and I'd redesigned the whole place. Mm -hmm. And our space, a lot of people used to come hang out, yeah. uh, chill. You know, it was a cool space. Yeah. I was like, boss, yeah, my degree is actually in property studies, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I only got into property now with that. Now is when I was like, okay, cool. There's some space available in the building. I kept on nagging the landlord. Can I do something? Give me a chance. Let me prove my, you know, I want to do something different. Give me yeah. more space. So the space came and then you're like, okay, cool. So what do we do here? The space was too big for my team alone. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, let's see if we can build a business. Co-working had just started. Um, and I always appreciated being at the front line of things. Okay, I didn't want to be the guy who figures it out later. Yeah. Because it was a one, when I came here, I was already co-working without realizing. Mm -hmm. uh, first first person, who, we were Nendo. Before Nendo came through was uh, Sentonomy because we were with Washeke. Mm. So it was Washeke, me, Dan. So you guys were already in a co-working space? Yeah, yeah. In like a small little shed yeah. that we had redesigned. But it was... It was essentially a working space because all of us, we shared our clients. When any client came to see one person, they mm. saw all three. Yeah. So everybody would get to see everyone. Yeah. And it all benefit and from the fact that someone has walked into the place and yeah. is looking for a service. Even if they're not looking for your service, you can co-sell, cross-sell services. Yeah. And then now, I mean, things like printers, we had one printer. Yeah. You know, uh, license, we had one license. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. you were in the same operating the same, space. In the same building, in the same office, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. Cleaning, we had. So, I mean, you just go through it because in Kenya, it's so expensive.
expensive to just have an office even. Yeah. You know, and it's also, it's not, it's not a core, like. It, it doesn't add money to your pocket. doesn't and add money to your I pocket. I know that. I discovered that maybe six years ago when I shut down 360's yeah. office, you know. Yeah. Because mm. it doesn't, it, it takes away. Mm. And you know, some of us, we put too much effort into making really glamorous offices yeah. where your client only ever comes once in the whole lifetime of that I mean, thing to come me, see it. That is so true. Let me tell you about, I mean, when, when we did work for that client I've mentioned mm. earlier, mm. Mm. Um, they, they, they did a due diligence process, mm. you know, mm. uh, before they, they sign you up. So they do mm. due diligence on the business, they do due diligence on the owner of the business or the owners of the business. Oh. And so, yes, they would come and visit the office and oh. see that peop your people are working in an environment that is safe, oh. you know, oh. that, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't have some to, you know, Filipino child, children working in the, in the, the back, back over there. Yeah, the back over there in a sweatshop, you oh. know. So that is the only value oh. that that office gave me. Yeah. Period. Oh. All the other work could have been mm. done like we're working now, people working yeah. from home, okay? At home. Mm. And if we needed to do brainstorming meetings, we could have hired a space for much less than we were paying rent for to I do a brainstorm even if we were doing it once a week, you know? Mm. So anyway, so I hear you. So you're, 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 you're already in a co-working space and... And now we have a lot of clients who want to come yeah. and we have other people who are still asking. Yeah. And Nairobi, there was only one co-working space at that time which was the garage yeah and for me i didn't think it resonated with the the african identity mm. of what a, a space is i mean dude me yeah, i'm i basically grew up for like my adult life in ac yeah if there's anything you need to learn about South africans mm -hmm. is they are so proud about even this absa word for Africanicity, when yeah. it was South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's like they are so proud, so proud to be South African. Oh my God. As guys, like I always just find we just rob from the wrong places. You, you, know, you know which other countries like that? Mm. Ethiopia. Yeah. Of course, in Nigeria, yeah, yeah. In Nigeria as well. But I remember, yes. I remember doing some work in Ethiopia. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, we were doing an event at the Sheraton. And we, we were working very hard to try and find this exquisite menu for mm. them, you know, that, you know, that would, would be nice for this, this um, client of my mm. client. Mm. And they told us, don't bother, just give us Ethiopian food. Yeah. Like, we won't eat anything else. Don't give us mm. caviar and, like, we don't mm. want. Just injera, mm. dorawat. You know, like you what, what? Yeah, 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 like that's that's <laughs> that's all mm -hmm. they want. Some shiro, yeah, some shiro, some tips. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, tips. Yeah, I, and mm. I was so impressed. I'm like, any these guys, you you take them to the best hotel, they just want yes, to eat a dish. Oh, it's very cool. Yeah, so, so I mean, that's that's one thing that I picked up. Yeah. So when I was looking at a lot of these spaces there, I was like, where's where's the Where's the, where's the soul? Mm. Mm. So I, f I found that I felt like there, there was space, but there was no soul. Mm. So that's what we ended up trying to put together. And, a and place it, really soul. Did, it, re it really did a good job of it, man. Yeah. You know, when I, 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 mean, when I came up to the foundry, man, I was like, the, the one at Raptor Road, I, was, I yeah. really, really loved what you did with it, man. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of work. It took longer than we thought it would, more than we thought it would. <laughs> you know, that's the thing with this Kenya, because I wasn't doing anything in Kenya. It's like, you don't even know. Like, even you know can what's, say it will cost, cost 100K. Yeah. yeah. Eh, it's definitely going like to cost one. Seven months later, you're like, guy, he required 500. You know, yeah. even a simple shed. Yeah. I think that's why our politicians are so proud when they open small little bridges. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a low blow but i love it i love it so much go for go tv mm -hmm. because you <laughs> thought it was gonna cost 100k hey then, but that thing came 35 it came 35 so hilarious, man. yeah yeah so uh, that's what we ended up because i was inspired by guys like bonnie mm. no 
Bonnie was the only other person I'd seen create a space that identifies with something that I considered. Yeah, and you're right. You're an right. African identity. Power to five. Or a, an identity yeah. that spoke about what the people. Uh, 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 what it resonated with the people. Like we, you come to a place like that and you feel yeah. like you, you, you understand you the, the people who are there. You need it. Yeah, yeah. It makes you sense. Need it. it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, we started off with that. Uh, so, that's how we got into co-working. Okay. Uh, and then we opened up maybe, in total, we opened up maybe around five, closed around three. Get so. Oh, this, this is so cool. So, mm. I've understood why you did the foundry mm. and how the thought came. Mm. then why go into a restaurant so because okay so what i learned as i was doing that is that hospitality because mm-hmm. i realized i am getting into hospitality so so the, the setup for the foundry was not mm. just creating office space for guys you are actually you're actually getting into hospitality no because even as people came they were like yeah do you have coffee mm. you have this mm. you have that mm. you have this there's there's additions that are there yeah. That slowly come up. And anyway, I mean, I'd always w- still wanted to open a restaurant. Mm. A restaurant was still one of my key dreams. Yeah. Because um, uh, I always tell people, like, I remember when I was a kid and my dad took us to Green Corner. Mm. And that was the one place that I'd actually seen, like a Kenyan run, like a restaurant, not a Nyamachama joint, yeah, yeah, and I'm not yeah, trying to demean yeah, them, yeah. I'm not trying to demean them anyway, I'm just saying... <clears throat> but someone like with a different context, concept for a restaurant. Yeah, because one of my guiding principles has always been, anything you create, it needs to be able to be taken out of here. Mm. If it's taken to Lagos, if it's mm. taken to uh, New York, if it's taken to anywhere, Greece, it needs to be able to stand the test of time. Because mm. otherwise, it's not a business, technically, that there are some unique businesses. I mean, there are some really unique scenarios mm. because they, they work because of the environment you're in. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> but for me, I'm more inspired with things that I can definitely develop over and above. Because, for example, like before, was it? just after, when I was building the foundry, mm-hmm. I was, I was doing owner manage, uh, the owner management program mm-hmm. at Strathmore Business School, yeah. uh, which I was very fortunate to get into and learn because I, I was actually the youngest guy there. Mm-hmm. And all my classmates were in their 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. And, then, and they were amazing, like crazy entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then we went to Lagos mm-hmm. to study at Lagos Business School. Mm-hmm. And my gosh, how didn't my eyes open? Like, these guys, the amount of stuff happening out there. You come back to Kenya and you're like, yo, it's like, you can't only think of Kenya. Mm. You get what I'm saying? You. you can't only think of Kenya. Your goal should be beyond Kenya. Mm. You get. And even if you've, I mean, also for sustainability, also just to avoid, I mean, the geopolitical things that keep on happening. Yeah, BBI. Yeah, yeah, BBI. I mean, name it. I mean, I hear you. all over I, Africa. Okay. Those are things you have to think about. Yeah, we have a five-year business cycle because every five years is an election, and, exactly. And, and we plan for the downtime of the election time, then yeah. the recovery period. So you end up knowing that we're gonna make money for three years. And then we're going to lose money for two years. Mm. That's our cycle as, as a country. The last election, yeah. of course, messed up, messed that up. So we've lost money for five years. But yeah. you know, it's I, I hear you. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, so so yeah. you're you're talking about how you learned these things and you realize you're already in hospitality. You've always yeah. wanted to open a restaurant. Yeah. So you go for it. You just. One day decide Kafka. So, so it, it wasn't even. It, so most people see Kafka now, and I say it's two years old, mm-hmm. but it was a five-year dream. Because mm. every time we had the co-working spaces, I always, even if you check through my post on Instagram, I yeah. always said there's going to be a Kafka. Mm. Wow. But it never came. It was every time I kept on looking at it, I thought that this idea might be bigger than what I'm thinking it will be, mm. like a small little place. Yeah. It can have its own identity. Yeah. It can have, and <clears throat> I mean, for a lot of people, they don't know that Kafika is named after my 
daughter, my mm. firstborn daughter. Mm. So, and my dream is me passing it on to her to manage that business, just like the way I've seen Indian families do. And other, like many, like even other families in Europe, they pass on the businesses to other. Mm. I don't, it does, it's okay if she doesn't choose it. Yeah. But, you want to give but the, the fact option. that yeah. we can make sure that the life the lifespan of this thing is not not a three year thing and then we say ah where you keep on going through everything because you want to pass it on to somebody yeah. i really like that man i really yeah. like the, the the that you're saying some yeah. in, in, important gems you know you're saying yeah. think beyond kenya yeah you're saying allow your dreams to percolate you know you're yeah. saying think beyond yourself think legacy yeah, yeah. Um, and and you've said you know think through your because what you've done is some sort of integration maybe I don't know whether it was vertical or horizontal I can't remember what my what, what I learned in business <laughs> but uh, you've moved from one business to the yeah. next very organically because that business lent itself to the next one you know exactly now the reason I brought you, uh, I, I, or, or, or rather, I thought to, to do this interview with you is for two reasons. Um, and the first one I want to talk about is resilience. And so allow me to go, take you back to when you had your accident. You know, uh, I've always known you as a vent, an adventurer, someone who, who, who did, who pushed things you know, you push to the edge, you know, yeah. of the envelope. Um, and then you have this bike accident and you hurt your arm, your, your left arm, I believe. Yeah, yeah, left arm. Your left brachioplexus arm. injury. Oh, you call it a what? A brachioplexus injury. What's that in English? So basically I disconnected. So my nerves got cut oh. from my brain. Oh. So my hand is connected. Yeah. But my my nerves are not connected to my brain. Okay. So which means that your brain is can't talk to your hand. So, so, so then that's how you've lost use. I've lost, I've, so I have an arm. So a lot of people might not understand. Yeah. Because they're like, see you, but mm. No, I'm like, I have an arm, mm. but it's not connected to my brain. Wow. So now it's now it's getting slowly, mm -hmm. very long. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been over seven eight years and seven years from surgery. Um, it's coming back. My fingers don't work, so I can't do I can't do this. The tactile can't, things, yeah. I can't I can't hold anything with my left arm. Mm. So it's basically it just sits in my pocket. You know, I can't begin, and I remember I remember I remember that period so well. Mm. I remember you being in hospital. I remember you traveling you know yeah. uh for your surgeries and yeah. and and i kept wondering you know first yeah. i kept praying that this you know that yeah. that, that your hand gets better yeah. but i remember watching you adjust to life you know yeah. without without your left hand and you know but you're doing you're doing life you're doing everything you could do apart from probably riding like you're you're driving you're you're doing everything else yeah um and i wondered what what is it like to get to a place where you realize yeah. i might never use this arm again um uh, i guess i always tell guys like uh, my message has always been perspective mm. when i had my accident when i woke up mm. i knew i'd hit my arm mm -hmm. but my leg wasn't working mm. You get mm. so for the first five minutes i was worried about my leg mm. my leg wasn't working completely i couldn't feel it i couldn't do wow. anything like it was there i could see it yeah it couldn't do so thank god with people like doc karori who i'll always give him a shout out because had it not been for doc and all my other guys who i was with that day who took time to just get me to hospital not quickly mm. but in the best way possible carefully yeah so they helped my leg came back 
just before even you went to hospital. Yeah. So now the issue was this hand. Me, I just thought it's like rugby. I've yeah. dislocated it. Yeah, it will come back. Because I wasn't bleeding. Mm. My accident was such a freak accident. <laughs> I wasn't bleeding. I went to hospital for one night. Yeah. And I had to wait for three months to just find out that I, I have break. Like the nerves are so small, you can't see them. Mm, even with an X-ray. Even with an X-ray. So yes, there was bruising, so which meant that they couldn't really figure out. So they had to let the bruising clear everything. Mm, mm. That's when they figured out that okay, boss, you've actually, because my skin wasn't damaged. It's wow. just a bruise. Wow. You know, because it's those S curves yeah. on the road. Yeah. So they are soft, but it's because of the angle I hit them. Because mm. I was basically falling off my bike. Yeah. 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 So. Um, so because of that, um, I think the perspective of the fact, even when I was in hospital, I thought of, cause I had a, had like, you know, my, my back had like, uh, one of these things come out and like stick out, uh, what do they call vertebrae? <laughs> like a vertebrae? <laughs> yeah. Like come, just basically dislocate out. Wow. So that was really painful. Like just trying to put that in. Oh, it was and I've had it come out like twice already now. I, <laughs> I can't even believe it, you're talking about it so casually. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, like back it just basically yeah. <laughs> comes out and then it hits your nerves, your back nerves, and the pain. Wow. My brother. Because there's once I took the pain meds, I took just slightly too much. So maybe two instead of one, yeah. the dosage I should have. Yeah. And I slept. I slept for 18 hours. Wow. Wow. In a bad position. So by the time I woke up, I basically couldn't walk technically. Like I was just like stumbling through the house because cause I, I'm very used to pain. By the way, I live with pain. I live with pain I, 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 every I, I, single day. Yeah, I think you have a very high threshold of pain because I know sometimes your arm, your arm pains. Yeah, I, I, I live with pain. I've, I've, I've actually dragged my hand through... Uh, what is it like? Is it three laps of a GP cutting, just scrubbing it on the floor? Because I you see the thing is with this injury, is uh, it's not connected to my brain. Okay, so for a lot of times, <laughs> so before I went for surgery, I ended up burning my hand, cutting it, doing all these sorts of things. Because like, you can't feel I'll, it. I'd look at my hand and be like, oh damn. I'm bleeding like a lot, but I can't. It's not. It's not like it's my arm. It's yeah, like the way I can yeah, look at yeah. yours. Like, you get so, wow. and then there's that, and then there's the, the regular pain for the nerves because basically they are cut. Yeah, and that I have to live with like every single day, sleeping, um, work. There's a lot of times you'll feel you'll just see me freeze up. Yeah, and it's just the pain. Small temperature change, just one degree on my left side, like even minus. I will tell you when the sun goes down. That's one thing everybody has started realizing I can do. I can just tell you because I'll start feeling the pain. As soon as it just goes down behind a building yeah. or even like walking through shadows, wow. like in a sunny day, like Nairobi is the worst actually. Because of the building. Hit Nairobi. No, Nairobi. Nairobi's temperature changes from like, it can be 23 and 30. That range kills me. Wow. Okay, the range is too high. It's not like Mombasa. Mombasa can be, Mombasa's range can be the same, mm. but because of humidity, yeah, yeah. it doesn't change as drastically. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? So, I, I am, I do. Yeah. Mm. So do. pain, yes. Wow. So uh, perspective, one of the things is definitely perspective because it could have been worse. That's what I'm trying to say. Once you understand it could have been worse. And... I, like one of the things when you get onto bikes and other things, mm. I've always been very aware that today might be the day I go. Yeah. I've always been. I've never actually today I had a discussion with somebody and I asked them, what's your idea of death? What is death to you? What's your plan? Where do you think you're going after? To rational. And I realize well, people don't ever think about death, but our final journey is death. All right, that got dark quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I hear you. you I hear saying? you. I mean, uh, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. And I told guys this two episodes ago. 
Yeah. Um, I, when I got COVID, yeah. I, I've not had very many near-death experiences. Thank God, you know, I've not, yeah. I've not, I've not had, um, you know, like I've, I've been to hospital a couple of times. Only once, yeah. I thought, okay, yeah. this is serious, because yeah. I was in ICU. So I'm like, okay, this is serious, you know. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, what I did is I refused to sleep. Yeah. Because I knew if I sleep, I don't wake up. I have this morbid fear of, you know, like. So I read a Forbes magazine in ICU yeah. until I saw daylight. Then I thought, <laughs> I can't die during the day, so I'll be fine. Now I slept. Uh, and then this time when I had COVID. And one of those nights I thought I was going, you know. And, and, and I understand that feeling of, wow, okay. So what does this mean, you know? Um, but. I'm 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 really one of those typical Kenyans who would rather avoid the idea or the thought yeah. because it's not happening tomorrow. So you know, let's not talk about it. Okay? <laughs> no, Ega. Yeah, no, Ega. Uh, we'll talk about it when I'm 99. When I'm 99, like uh, Prince Philip. Yeah. The second reason I wanted you uh, on the pod yeah. is because of adaptability. So yeah. two things: resilience and adaptability. And I want to talk about all these different businesses that you've done yeah. and how they've all used something you already have. Yeah. But they've been expressed, it's been expressed differently in all these yeah. different businesses. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, Roy, your story is very powerful because we're in a time when we need both those things. Yeah, we need resilience, and we need adaptability. You know, <coughs> um, boss, I've been affected. I've had to move out of home. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I was literally almost like I bundled out of my house yeah. in Kilimani last week. Yeah, because I couldn't afford to live in that house anymore, yeah. based on the fact that my income is not assured anymore. Yeah, you understand. Um, and I've I've moved I've moved to my shags, you know. Luckily, I have a I have a nice you know address for shags, yeah. and you know I've, I've been able to get like a small house for twenty five k, you know, yeah. um, and you know sort of situate myself in a in a small and 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 I know for some people that amount is you know it's probably a lot, but for me, I've yeah. cut my expenses by two thirds, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like the fact that your story has these two elements. It has an element of adaptability yeah. and it has the element of resilience. So I'm going to ask you maybe a last question and, 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 yeah. uh, uh, or, you know, to, as we come to a close is <clears throat> what is your secret to resilience? Oh, yeah. Uh, I know it will sound morbid, but it's, things could always get worse. Mm. Um, things could always, I've always had this thing for things could always get worse. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just do your best. Yeah. Even if you're in whatever situation you're in, yeah. there's somebody else somewhere who's in a worse situation. Mm. So just keep on pushing. And also, if God or the Almighty, whoever you believe in, does not give you something that you can't handle. Mm. You get. Yeah. So right now we're just facing a lot of things that a lot of people have to handle. Mm. Before people used to deal with whatever's happening through COVID in phases. Mm. It was yeah. only somebody yeah. going yeah. through some yeah. hard time. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like nine other people going that through. they were okay. okay. Yeah. And then there was another ten people who I mean three people who are really fine. Yeah. So in that kind of ratio, but now it's all of us. Yeah. It's majority of us, not even majority of us are going through that. So I think one of the things is once you, see, it's important to see yourself outside the world that you live in mm. and look at it from a perspective of numbers and other people. It's hard. One of the hardest things to do is to see your struggle outside your struggle. Mm. Outside of yourself to look at it from, from outside yeah. looking in. Yeah. 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 To, to always look at like to be able to look at life like a bird flying over the earth. Mm. You get, so you just see dots. They're just ants. Mm. 
and so your issues you also have to see them you have to you have to learn how to maybe figure a way of turning this those issues to becoming not about you because a lot of us we go down yeah, because when we make it personal yeah. yeah we've personalized it it's only you it's only um it's only you who's going through this hard time yeah everybody else and like i said like right now and with this instagram generation uh where everything we post is positive yeah. nice good and we are always posting like we'll post our feet we'll yeah. post g <laughs> yes like we'll post everything yeah. my guy yeah. so it hides so much and we don't say it hides so much mm-hmm. do you understand and that's part of also why i also wanted to be on the podcast because one of the things i like about your money is being able to get guys to talk about the true things you get what i'm saying yeah yeah issues that are real they are here they are here they're not going anywhere if you ignore them it doesn't mean that they've gone yeah that's true you, you get so people also have to be clear you have to be really clear about what you consume because what you consume consumes you that's true you know that's true so w- those two things are abundantly clear now in this generation that's why even the effects of covid are even higher because there's this thing that we all feed on which is this tv computer screen whatever at the start of the morning at the end of the evening yeah and it feeds us an illusion that things are okay for it other sh- people it shapes, it shapes our perspective yeah exactly yeah. so you go to sleep now thinking the issue that you're dealing with is only you the truth is many of us it's all of us the truth is, but people can't see yeah that's true people can't see people aren't seeing and, and we don't want to and we, we don't want to be honest about it so i mean let me tell you guys me me i'm umiang okay i'm um i've had to literally cut down my lifestyle move out of nairobi i had to ask for a letter to move out oh. of nairobi uh and find a cheaper place where the little money i had i could stretch it i could stretch it so that maybe it buys me 2 3 months what what mm. what would have given me only a month in my current lifestyle in nairobi is now able to give me 2 3 months and maybe in those 2 3 months i'll have figured out something so i'm going to do a shameless plug um for myself before i do a plug for for roy if you'd like if you would like to support the work that i do if you'd like to support the podcast please go to mpesa till number 530 5207 and you know send me something mazi to keep us alive keep us going keep us having these conversations that are useful for everyone keep my lights on I I I used I used to tell people buy me a coffee but you know I realize you know a coffee is too sock and yes too sock is 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 okay it's good you know uh but I need, I really do need to keep my lights on so please if you can do that do that if you're outside Kenya uh, my paper is amanimaranga@gmail.com uh you know do that and you can use paper or buy me a coffee dot uh, com stroke amani now I'm going to make a shameless plug for Cafe Kaya. If you're in Nairobi, Cafe Kaya are doing deliveries. Oh. And and they have a fantastic menu. Uh Roy, where can they see the menu for Cafe Kaya? Uh on our Instagram page Cafe Kaya 254. Okay. Or Facebook. And I'm just busy trying to finish the website right now. That's what I'm working on. All right. So Cafe Kaya 254 on Instagram and look for Cafe Kaya on Facebook. Please go check out the menu or even follow Roy King Washira. Uh he posts he posts the, the menu make an order tomorrow. Buy some food from Cafe Kaya tomorrow over the weekend. Treat your family. They have excellent excellent food. Roy, what's your secret to adaptability? To doing the next thing. What's your secret for it? I think uh, always I'm never settled. Mm. I think it's also, you know, cuz when I was growing up a lot of the teachers didn't understand mm. what was happening with me. Yeah. Uh, I was never settled. But I've never settled. I never and I've, I'm I'm quite okay with that. It's become part of my character. Well, I yes, there's some things I have to settle mm. and just like focus on. Yeah. But I'm also very okay with the fact that things change. You know, I like that. I like that yeah. because I think that's something we share. 
you know yeah. uh as you, as you as you are giving your story i'm like i've done that too i've done that too mm. you know i've done mm. that too yeah um and and i think the ability to just be able to be open to doing something i mean i came i've come to shags with a blank page eh? and i've not come here temporarily i've moved i've left nairobi mm. kwaheri bye mm. bye Mm. I'm ca- I'll be coming to Nairobi temporarily. Yeah. You know, uh maybe to do work that is available at the time, but mm. when I make that money I'll bring it back here to Shags because it can stretch it can stretch longer here. Longer. Yeah. Yeah, I've realized if if mm. I if I make if I make uh, what I what I would averagely make in Nairobi. Mm. Hey, yeah, I'd be an investor. Mm. I, I, I have the capacity to be a sponyo. Yani like the uh, it's it, <laughs> A blesser. A blesser, like I'll be bowling out of control. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm understanding that I have to keep and maintain a, a low uh, cost of living, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you my secret to adaptability. I ask four questions. Every time, every time I'm, I'm, I'm met with a with a problem a business problem or a personal problem that's innovation that that needs either innovation or needs me to adapt or needs me to make a decision i ask four questions question number one is what do i need to stop doing okay and sometimes when i figure out what i need to stop doing maybe, maybe i figured out the solution entirely you know yep. question number two what do i need to reduce Okay. Uh and sometimes that's the answer uh, or a combination of both. Question number three is what do I need to start doing? Okay? And question number four, what do I need to increase? I kid you not, these four questions have solved similar to world peace problems in my life. <laughs> you know, and 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 you know, if you're if you're in a space um that needs if you need to adapt if you're looking to if you're stuck maybe these four questions can 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 help you roy i want you to give your last shot uh, or your parting shot and and i want you to address anyone who is feeling frustrated anyone who's feeling lost right now uh feeling stuck as well and they don't know what what their next step looks like if they had you know a minute with you what would you tell them i think i'd, I'd tell them to cuz even for me right now mm. i've been trying to focus on the things that i already have yeah the things which are close to me mm. you got yeah um the things that you know when when things are really going yeah sometimes you forget that there's these little things that are close by you um things that you do Mm. like i do a, i do a lot of woodwork i do a lot of creative work mm. and uh, also consult but i stopped all that mm. get and now there's a lot of people who are just like i just need help mm. with this that the other mm. so there's a lot of things which you, the tools they're on your they're actually on your body mm. they're just there but you ha- you're not looking at them because you're just focused on the problem mm. it's only the problem you only see the problem there's nothing else so we also need to figure out how to use the, just the tools within us mm. and to focus on the area around you get because most of us we end up doing business maybe very far away mm. so there's also a cost element to that mm-hmm. there's an expense element to that and then we forget and then there's somebody else will come and set a shop just where you live mm and they thrive. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. And you are corner you. Yeah. I'm by the I'm yeah. those guys. I never you see get. I, <laughs> I'm those guys. I never see the obvious opportunities. I overthink them. Bro, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you for taking Anytime, any time, boss. Bro, you've uh, you've taken an hour out of your family's time. I really really appreciate that. Uh, Roy, Roy agreed to do this call after lockdown hours, uh, after coffee hours, and I'm, I really, really appreciate that. I wish you well. You know, I, I, I have, s- I'm so rooting for you. Yeah. I'm so rooting for your success, bros. Um, and so just know, 
you, you have this one guy um cheerleading you know thank you thank you same i mean same for you i mean you know our journeys have been so similar yeah they have you get what i'm saying yeah the journeys have been so similar and even what i'm learning is we may look very dissimilar mm. but the one thing that these problems have brought is they brought a big similarity mm. like you might be older you might be younger but these days the kind of conversations i'm having with people older younger mm. it's the same it's the same it's the same you're right you get what i'm saying yeah as in a guy can tell you like this week i had a very interesting conversation with somebody who was just like Roy, you know you might like you might see this property that i have in westlands okay and think this guy he clearly doesn't have any problems okay and this is somebody in their late 70s telling me this. And they're like, boss, we have, she does beyond. Hey, I thought this economy was going well. I took out this, I used this property on something. Now everyone's coming out for it. No one wants uh, the shops or offices that I have. Now I have, I have an asset, but it's not, you know, one of the things that's come up now, people have realized, you don't want to be asset rich only. Exactly. You also want to be cash rich. Because right now, trust me, if I gave you a property, university for a B. Okay. Mm. So, so, mm. And it's just full of offices. Yeah. So, it's, so. it's useless. And then I gave you 10 mic. Guys will run for the 10 mic. Bro, I know people who converted... A hotel. Yeah. Into offices. To bed sitters. Yeah, yeah. Chop, chop. One time. Yeah. Converted mm. a hotel to bed sitters. Because the hotel, even though on the Monopoly board, a hotel yeah, it's, is, it's expensive. is expensive and has higher value than having bed sitters, it's not giving mm. you cash. Yeah. And they are fully booked. Yani, they are fully. Yeah. There yeah, are 71 yeah. rooms. <laughs> yeah. A one full, time. Yeah, one time. Mm. And maybe so, I mean, that that's guy, one of maybe the that guy for offices should do bed sitters. He'll make some money. So, bro, yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. And listen, I appreciate your candor. I appreciate the fact that you always wear your heart on your sleeve. I'm, I, I'm hoping one day technology mm. will be able to have your arm talk to your brain again. And that, yeah. that's, that's a prayer. That's a prayer I make for you. You know that that one yeah. day technology will make or, or, or put those two together. Maybe there'll be a kachip that will just connect those two together, and then mm. you, you you get your tactile. And but you, the fact that that has not stopped you, bro, yeah. you're you're an inspiration to me and to many Kenyans uh, and to people all over the world. And yeah, I want to say just keep keep at it, man. We're watching. Thank you. We're learning. Thank we're you. cheerleading. Yeah. Thank right. you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate so it. So, guys, check out Cafe Kaya 254 on Instagram. Cafe Kaya on, uh, look, look it up on Facebook. He's doing the website. Go make an order. Go buy some food for your people. I know things are tight for everyone, but let's support our own. Um, wow. God bless you. Have a good evening and have a great weekend ahead, bro. Cheers, boss. May Cheers the out. grace be with all of you. Amen. Amen. I like that.